Hello, hello. Um, we are getting going here. Uh, welcome to the Q&A show. Um, this is our uh, Tuesday evening uh, little thing we do, uh, live Q&A with Dr. Rogers. Uh, we take all your health and wellness questions. I hope everybody's doing well. We're going to let some people jump in here. Uh, if you're with us already, say hello. Let me know who's here. I can't, uh, I don't know who's here. I uh, would love to to say hi to, to a few people. Hey, Anna, how's it going? Great to see you. Uh, thank you for being here tonight. Um, we got a lot of great questions that came in throughout the week. Um, if I if I do miss your question, I apologize. Um, you can email me directly after the show uh, or put your question in. Uh, Candy, hello. Nicole, how's it going? Uh, Beverly, great to see you. Um, if, if I, if I don't get to your question, um, email me, ben at performancemedicine.net and just put in, you know, question for the show. Uh, I'll make sure I get to it, uh, next time. Angel, how's it going? Uh, Jamie, how's it going? Uh, great to have you here tonight. Uh, hello, Tracy. Hello, Mark. Mark, thank you for saying hello, man. Uh, look forward to, to, to some of y'all's questions. Um, we're going to have a, we're going to have a blast tonight. We're going to go for about 45 minutes and, um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, give you guys some, some good answers, uh, that can help y'all take control of your health, uh, moving forward, uh, throughout the week. Uh, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and, and bring Dr. Rogers in. Uh, hello, Deborah. All right. Dr. Rogers, what's going on, man? Hey, Ben. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Uh, it's another Tuesday night. Uh, excited to to get to hang out with you and uh, ask you some some questions. And uh, throughout the week, uh, Casey, what's up? Uh, Dylan, what's up? Uh, D. Lynn uh, from Scott County, Virginia. Uh, uh, love that. I, I believe that's that's Southwest Virginia, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh... It's home of the Gate City Blue Devils. All right. Gate City. Uh, great, great high school and great athletics there. Great um, people. Bianca, what's going on? B uh, Megan, how you doing? Uh, thank you guys for, for being here. Uh, Moretta, hello. Faye, how's it going? Uh, thank you guys for – oh, Faye's from uh, – I don't know how to pronounce Dunedin. Dunedin, Florida. Um I love Dunedin. Dunedin. Dunedin, Florida. I think. I think. I think it's right on the ocean. Um, Down near Clearwater, Sarasota area. Must be a great little beach town. Love but Sarasota. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, if we're wrong, um, if we're wrong, let us know because I'm actually really, I, I know Florida really well. I don't know why. Um, I'm, I can't even pronounce it. Uh, Nola's from Bristol, Virginia. Uh, hello. I'm a huge fan of, of Bristol, Virginia now been there uh gosh quite a uh, quite we a few times too. We're go we'll be getting a new office in bristol virginia very shortly yeah yeah we're going through that process now uh we're excited to uh to get to to open up a place there uh done e done done e done done e done florida okay there we go thank you Beretta. uh okay so uh tanya is in kingsport yes yes kingsport's in the building um, I believe you're in Kingsport right now. Is that right? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I am. <laughs> it's home. It's home. I'm in my basement. Um, okay, I see I see KC uh, enjoyed the video on, on the Omega-3s. Uh, thank you for asking a question about that, KC. We're going to get to that. Um, we put out a, a, a video today on uh, the Omega-3 supplement. And, uh, man, I, you know, as we were uh, kind of – outlining uh that video the omega-3s are complicated <laughs> they are a uh a beast to explain so I, I thought you did a good job dr rogers of of kind of winding that down and, and making it uh digestible um a lot for, of chemistry a lot of double bonds and you know there's a lot of placement of your hydrogen atoms on the around the double bonds and the sixes the threes the nines it gets so complex I'm just trying to make it simple. Ben, you just cut off on me for some reason. Yeah, I know. I don't know why um, why that is, um, but I'm going to try to I'm gonna try to. Maybe fix they've it. decided I'm better looking and they just want to focus on me tonight. 
Um, you know, <laughs> that, you know, that's probably true. Uh, so we got, we got, uh, let's see here. Kathy's from Hilton's, Virginia. Uh, we were in Hilton's, um, very River. recently, uh, over at Crooked River. Um, Crooked River is an amazing place. Dr. Yeah. Templeton. Yeah, man. We, we had a great, wife. great little, uh, team retreat, uh, out there. Um, so, so that was pumped. That was, that was cool. All right. Let's get to some questions. Doc. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, let's see here. This is an Omega three question that came over, uh, email today. Uh, thank you for this. Um, the question says you recommend 1000 to 4,000, uh, milligrams. And this is, uh, about Omega threes. Do you know anything about Omega XL It's 300 milligrams for two small capsules? That would be 12 plus pills a day. Do you re recommend working your way up to 4,000 milligrams? Um, yeah, if you need it. I mean, it just depends on the reason you're taking it. But yeah, the only drawback with omega-3s is they're, they're large pills. A lot of people don't like to swallow them. So you can get the small ones. The XLs are good. You have to take quite a few of them, I think. Um, so that's the only drawback. But, um, you know, you could even get a liquid form of omega-3s and barleens um uh that, that's a good that's a good formulation too there's a lot of good omega-3s just don't get any cheap ones because uh, they're not going to be as good and again you want the dha is the main one main ingredient the epa next um you know the one i take from life extension all of the, the capsules a little bit big um it's real slick so it's easy to swallow but it has uh, axanthalin and uh, has some, it has fish oil and krill, and it also has uh, some olive oil extract. So I like that one, but it just depends. I mean, you know, if you're just taking it for general health, you can probably get by with 2000 milligrams. If you're using it for COVID long hauler or to bring your triglycerides down or really protect your heart, then you really need to go up to, three to four thousand um any study that you've seen that it doesn't show it benefits you they're just not using enough of it and there's study after study that shows if you use a high enough dose it's definitely beneficial i mean they they make it into prescription medicine to bring your triglycerides down so but it's also it's just look at the video it's it's good for everything i mean it, it's very close to vitamin d in the efficacy but but as far as as far as working your way up would you do that in a stepwise fashion or or just go straight to you know between the 1000 and 4000 you know if you have a reason to believe that may bother you then you can uh you can work your way up but it shouldn't bother you just by going ahead and getting up there pretty quickly okay um, and and i want to um because people are asking about the omega-3s right now so i want to jump into some of these uh, questions uh, real quick. Uh, Beverly says that the the lime flavor is great for Barleen's. Uh, thank yeah. you for that, Beverly. Um, and Angela asked about the the krill oil. Can you just explain that why you, why you want that in your omega three? Because not all omega threes have krill in it. Correct. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, there krill is is a crustacean that lives in the bottom of the ocean. So it's not going to get contaminated by the larger, you know, like the larger fish can be with mercury and all. Um, it also doesn't smell as bad as, as uh, fish oil. You know, fish oil comes from usually salmon and, and some of that and, and some other fish. But, um, you know, I just, because it smells better and maybe a little more efficacious, it just seems to be tolerated better. Some people can't stand that burpy taste they get from pure fish oil but you can almost sometimes i'll cut into the different types of fish oils and smell them and if they just smell rancid they're going to cause you uh, a burpy taste in your mouth so um but yeah that's what krill is it's comes from a smaller crustacean kind of looks like they look like shrimp um and, and, and what about, Jamie asked a great question. What what do you recommend if you're allergic to fish and self, shellfish? Yeah. Yeah. You can't take krill or fish oil if you're allergic to both those. So I, I recommend flax seeds or walnuts, which are plant-based omega-3s. Okay. Um, 
That's the way to get by that. You have to take more of it because they're not as densely packed with the omega as, as the um, as the other the seafood ones. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Thank you for those uh, questions, guys. Um, all right. Let's see here. We got a sleep apnea question. I heard Dr. Rogers make a comment about sleep apnea on on a video one day. Does he have any recommendation on supplements or best course of treatment? And they went on to say that. Uh, they thought it might be a vitamin, or they thought that you might have said it's a vitamin or nutritional deficiency. No, usually sleep apnea doesn't have anything to do with <clears throat> nutrients. It's um, the fact that your palate is closing down on you at night and causing you not to get oxygen. You quit breathing. And um, so it's a very dangerous condition with a lot of sequelae down the road like heart disease, uh, sudden death, maybe um, hypertension. Um, so, you know, some people have it, most people have it are overweight. Um, and, but although some people that are lean that have short, a short neck or short jawline, will their jaw will kind of collapse on their palate and they'll kind of just, uh, won't breathe everything kind of collapses in there so it's more of a mechanical problem uh especially like if you have that problem it's hard to sleep on your back which is the best sleeping position but only 15 percent of people can actually sleep on their back all night most people are side sleepers some stomach sleepers which is the worst position but um so weight loss of course um is the number one way to maybe combat that. You can also uh, use a CPAP machine, which is kind of, it's like you have to wear a mask at night. It blow, forces air in there to keep it open. Um, there's some dental devices at um, some of the dentists do. Dr. Martin, uh, Tim Martin does a great job. He's one of the few board certified uh, sleep, sleep dentists in our state. Um, does a great job with it. Um, and there's a new procedure that some of the ENT people are using to, they implant, it's, it's almost like an, an electrode. It's a, it's a pacemaker deal that fits underneath your skin and it transmits signals to your, uh, the back of your palate somehow to keep things open. The jury's out on that one. It's an expensive surgical procedure, but, um, it may be a fix for it. I don't know, but I don't know of any supplements. Uh, best course of treatment is to lose weight if you're overweight and then um, think about uh, getting a sleep study to see if you have sleep apnea. Um, people that wake up tired in the morning and can't figure out why they're tired, they may have sleep apnea. Well, that, that's um, another thing. You know, I know you use the Aura Ring. Um, it's another use of the Aura Ring just to see you know, if you are in fact, um, getting, you know, eight hours, uh, cause you might not be. Um, so, so it is an airway issue. It's not necessarily a deficiency. Um, what about nose breathing? Would that help? Yeah. Um, yeah. If you can do nose breathing, like put a mm -hmm. breathe right, uh, strip on your nose may open up your nasal passages that may help some people. I mean, I have a brother who has sleep apnea and he just he tapes his mouth shut at night so it forces him to breathe through his nose that's a poor man's uh cpap mask just Not put a little place we call it a hitler tape you just put it right there yep and it keeps your mouth shut um, i tried it it may be a little claustrophobic but um certainly i do wear a breathe right nasal strip yeah i like that but it's very common cool you know, very common problem and that is a great question. We appreciate you asking that. We need to talk more about uh, sleep. Probably that's probably going to be uh, coming up here on the next couple of Common Sense MD episodes. And there, there I go again. It must be a a, a service issue. Uh, but I'll go ahead. Uh, Lucille is back. Uh, thank you, Lucille, for uh, from Baja uh, Baja Mexico. Uh, thank you for for hanging out. Um, it's not pickleball weather here today, um, unfortunately, but uh, I hope you got a, got a game in. Um, let's see. We've got um, a coal miner's daughter from uh, Dickinson County, Virginia. Uh, thanks to coal your, 
thank uh, to your to your boss for telling uh, for telling oh, you awesome. about us. Uh, we we appreciate awesome. that. Um, that was a great movie, Coal Miner's Daughter. I love that movie. Um, that was a great movie. Did you uh, see it? Uh, I don't know that I did. Uh, I, it was about Loretta Lynn, I think, wasn't it? But <laughs> anyway, and hi to Baja, California. Uh, I love uh, Baja. I actually had a flat tire on my side-by-side -side last night, so <laughs> my Can-Am. Did you really? It was out of commission, yeah. I think I rode it a little hard on the farm last night. But uh, Yeah, it's brand new, too, so I love have that. To, have to fix the valve on it, so... I'd love to get out in Baja and ride over some of those those dunes. I guess they have dunes or jumps out there, but um, but wear a helmet for sure. But yeah, it is pickleball weather here because we have indoor pickleball courts. Oh, there you go. There you so, go. Well, let's get to a question here. Um, if taking a baby aspirin one week before and after the jab, is it okay to then stop the baby aspirin cold turkey, or do you need to somehow taper off? No, I mean. You know, you, you don't have to taper that. I mean, you know, two weeks worth of it is fine. After that, you're out of the danger zone, really. Um, I think if you want to go two weeks after, you could. But uh, you don't really need to taper off. You can go cold turkey. I mean, most people, I recommend that a lot of people take baby aspirin every day anyway. I've been taking it since age 40 and um, will continue to take it unless you have some reason not to. You know, definitely men over 40, women over 50 should probably think about taking it. Um, unless you have an ulcer or you can't tolerate it, you have too much bruising or so on and so forth. But um, it also cuts down on your risk of colon cancer. So uh, I think baby, a baby aspirin is very protective of your, of your system, heart and colon. And and we did we did, we did a common sense MD episode on the eighty one milligram, uh, so if you search if you search performance medicine and aspirin it should come up, um, and it, it's a it's a really good explainer in, in terms of like how to get on who should not get get on uh, a baby aspirin etc. Um, so thank you for that question that came over on email we appreciate you. Um, okay let's see here. Um, this is a monoclonal antibodies question. Where in the Kingsport surrounding area can one go for the monoclonal antibodies if it, if it comes necessary slash uh, just getting our ducks in a row, so to speak? Yeah, that's good to get your ducks in a row for sure because the early treatment is effective. I've sent many, many people for monoclonal antibodies. I would definitely get them. Um, but, you know, unless if you have risk factors, you, know, you, should, you should get them. Um, and well, you can get the, there's two ways to get it. One is through your local hospital system. Uh, they have a, a place that gives them at, at all our hospital branches in the Tri-Cities and, and all in Knoxville too. You have to have it arranged by your physician like me. And we have to fax some information into you. With the infusions, which takes about an hour, hour and a half, you have to go to the hospital to get them. It has to be arranged. Um, and you have to meet the qualifications um which means you're over 65 you have morbid obesity with a bmi over 35 kidney disease diabetes um so um but they're getting a little more lax with who they give it to but definitely when the subcutaneous shots came out uh two weeks ago by regeneron we've sent a lot of people for uh the shots and there are some pharmacies. I know in Johnson City, there's there's a couple of pharmacies that do it. The Medicine Shop and um, West Town Pharmacy do that. Um, I think there's one in uh, a medicine shop in Jonesboro that does it too. Um, I'm not sure about any here in Kingsboro. I just haven't heard of them, but I'm sure they'll probably pop up. But it's you wait in your car while you get them. Hmm. You wait a half hour after you receive the shots. I sent two people this morning for the shots and. Uh, they did well. I look forward to hearing from them tomorrow. Of course, I started them out on the other the protocol that we use, but uh, so it's still it's still kind of cresting around here. So yeah, you should think about monoclonal antibodies. All right, thank you for for that question. All right, let's get to uh, this is an osteoporosis question. Um, what are your thoughts on biphosphonates for osteoporosis? Uh, this is someone who is, has been doing all the right things. 
uh, and they go on to, to say that yet still has strangely dropped below the osteoporosis number on the DEXA scan. Yeah, um, it's it's called bisphosphonates. And, okay. you know, I don't like them a whole lot. You know, they cause a lot of esophageal and GI problems, I think. And I don't think they grow the right kind of bone anyway. Um, you know, the first one that came out was Fosamax. And it's just, it's a hassle to take them. They can cause side effects. And, um, but there, there's a new, there's a new, uh, injection called Prolia, I think is better. Again, all the right, I hope you're doing all the right things. It must be age that's, that's kind of doing that female sex. Um, you know, of course, take your D with K. You have to have the K to bring the D, to help the D bring the calcium in your bones, not your arteries. But again, bioidentical hormones are very effective. You don't need to take any extra calcium. Uh, Weight-bearing exercise, of course. So I'm just not real fond of the bisphosphonates. Uh, I just can't. I don't have many people that can tolerate them. Some can. So I'm not entirely nixing all of them, but. Um, there's some newer stuff I think works better. Um, getting your insurance to pay for them is maybe another matter. But um, so look at all the other things you're doing um, to build your bones, um, especially hormone therapy. Hope you can take hormones. All right. Thank you for that question. Uh, this is a, uh, let's see here, where is it? Um, a, a COVID question. I read an article about a gout medication probe. Proben, probenicide, probenicid, probenicid, probenicid yeah, that is showing promise in treatment of COVID. Do you know about this? What are your thoughts? Um, I haven't used that for it. I've used colchicine for it, but I think compared to the other stuff that we use, I don't think it's real high on the list, um, but I'm not against it. Um, but, you know, it acts as an anti-inflammatory, so I'm pretty sure that's how it works, but I just haven't used much of it. I mean, it's odd that some off-label repurposed medicines can work for COVID like um, Luvox, the um, antidepressant SSRI medicine that we use for OCD is, is effective. I'll use that sometimes, especially if you get a lot of brain fog and depression with it or overactivation of that sympathetic nervous system. Uh, then I use Luvox. Um, so, you know, I'm not against it. I think there may be, until you see more that works just great. Um, I read a report last night about L-arginine that works really well for e at any stage of the disease, like even late into the course, um, uh, L-arginine and maybe L-citrulline, which turns into L-arginine. But um, I'd probably go straight for the L-arginine. It's, it's, it's a dietary supplement amino acid that we've been using for a long time uh, as a good supplement. But, uh, a, a, a anyway. And this was from, from the same, um, from the same person here where they asked, uh, what are your thoughts on using activated charcoal? And um, I know we've actually talked about charcoal a little bit, but I'm, I think this might be uh, related to, to, to COVID in, in their question. It might be. Yeah. I mean, you know, because activated charcoal kinds of, it kind of binds up toxins in your gut and certainly for food poisoning it works really well it turns your stool black but like if you go to mexico and drink the water you should you need to have some of that around or uh, some pepto-bismol and then maybe even an antibiotic but um but uh you know i'm not against it i haven't seen a lot of studies that say it's real effective for covid but there's no doubt that covid gets into your gut and it's not going to hurt you. It will turn your stools black, which is not a big deal. But, uh, you know, some people think they're losing blood. It's not. But so it, it works well. You know, a lot of people have it around the house to to kind of keep on hand in case one of their kids has an overdose, an accidental poisoning or something. But it kind of and, and back when I used to work in the ER, we'd give it to people who had drug overdoses. We'd, you know, put an NG tube down give them activated charcoal to bind up the, the poisons in their system. So uh, I'm not against it at all. Matter of fact, I have it here at the house just in case you get a case of food poisoning or, but, uh, so I don't know how effective it is for COVID if that's what you're asking, but 
Um, That's an interesting question. I like that. I like that. Okay, let's go to a magnesium question. Uh, what are your thoughts on magnesium and its benefits? Um, I like the way you said it. How did you say it? Magnesium? I like the way you, you dragged out that S. I just call it magnesium. How do you say it? A magnesium. Magnesium. Oh, okay. I just call it magnesium. But anyway, you're a little bit more fancy than I am, so... We'll go by where your pronunciation. Okay. Pronunciation. Uh, you're getting me off. But anyway, uh, yeah, gosh, you can go to one of our, our podcasts on magnesium. And magnesium is way up there on my recommended list. It has so many beneficial effects. Like, of course, it helps your bowels. You know, um, if you're constipated, it helps muscle cramping. It prevents... Uh, uh, cardiac arrhythmias. It helps relax you, helps you sleep at night. Most everybody's deficient at it. Um, and there's different forms of magnesium. The ones I kind of outline those differences. Of course, if it's just for constipation, use mag citrate. Um, for brains, mag glycinate, there, succinate, there's mag citrate. The one I take from Life Extension has uh, a mixture of them, which is my favorite. But yeah, magnesium is essential. I mean, it, for every adult, it's really essential. And, uh, and, and that's one that, that you recommend taking at night uh, on an empty stomach? Yeah. Or does it matter? Um, it doesn't matter. I take mine on an empty stomach because I don't eat at night. But, you know, that's fine. It never bothers my stomach. And, and I, I wanted, I'm glad that we mentioned uh, magnesium. That came through because there's a, a question about um vitamin C in an empty stomach. Let me find it here. Um, okay. So this is referring to, um, we had a, a common sense MD episode last week on planning your vitamins, um, throughout the day. And you suggested that vitamin C needs yeah. to be taken on an empty stomach. Um, yeah. so the question is, is it okay to take the C if that empty stomach also contains black coffee slash caffeine in addition to lots of water? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's the way I do it. So, so empty stomach, uh, black does... coffee and water, fine with that. Okay. Okay, cool. So black yeah. coffee and water. Are... Take your B's, take your B complex as well. The B's and C's you take on an empty stomach. Okay. And this is, uh, this, uh, a follow up here. Um, I've been taking C late in the day. Once I finally eat with my other vitamins, does this mean it has not been effective? So this is like a question mm. about retro, retro dating, all the vitamin yeah. C have been taken. No, no, it's still working. I mean, it may not be as readily absorbed as it would be on an empty stomach, but heck, take your vitamins no matter what. Even if you have to cram them down at the same time, take your vitamins. They're going to be effective. I'm just, what well, I was talking about in the podcast last week of the optimal timing of your vitamins. And uh, certainly, um, because really C, you should really take it twice a day. So an empty stomach and then maybe mid-afternoon when you're not eating anything. But, um, but uh, so, no, it's still working for sure. Okay. No, no that's problem a, with that. That's actually, that's a great question. And for those of you who want to, uh, who are starting to take more and more vitamins, uh, we've obviously been talking a lot about them. Uh, check out that video. Um, it's a kind of a really simple way of, of adding vitamins to your regimen um, and how to, like Dr. Ryder said, um, optimize them. Um, in terms of when to take them, uh, with food, without food, et cetera. So, um, so that does it for the questions, um, I believe. And again, if I if I missed you, I I apologize. Shoot me an email right after this, and I'll make sure that it's first up next week. Um, we're going to go into uh, uh, the comments here, and and our esthetician in Knoxville is in the building. Jasmine, what's going on? She took her supplements with dinner. Uh, hey, my, my favorite thing that Jasmine uh, has said was we were at a, a team meal, uh, in Knoxville and we were, we, 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 we were at this place that has, I, th I think it's great bread. And, um, and her saying was, it's okay. So she, she, she grabbed the bread. She said, it's okay. I just took my digest shield. And that was like my favorite, uh, favorite line of the night. So, uh, so thank you for that, Jasmine. Um, as long as you take your digest shield, you should be okay. Um, okay, let's jump in here. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, again, we're, we're going live questions here. So if you have questions, put them in the comments. I'm going to try to get to all of them. Um, 
And let's see what we have uh, not gotten to yet. Um, okay. Rhonda asks, how do I increase my vitamin D level? Had my level checked, and it was only 34 after taking 2,000 IUs daily for a year. I've changed to a better brand and now taking 5,000 IUs a day. Should I do anything else to increase it? Yeah, go up on the dose. Check your levels and go up on the dose. I take 10,000 a day, um, especially during these COVID times. It's really important. Um, take D with K. You know, if you have some malabsorption problems with your stomach, you could you could uh, take the sublingual dropper form, or you could also take it in shot form. You know, we have vitamin D3 in shot form, intramuscular shot form in our office. So uh, it works real well. Just get those levels up to 80, you know, at least. All right. Thank you for that. At least 60. And, 80. And, and you are saying take that with food. Is that is that uh, one yeah. of the Take yeah. with food. It's that soluble. All right. Casey over on YouTube. Thank you for hanging out on, on YouTube. For those who have not subscribed, subscribe. Um, I enjoyed your video on omega-3. Can you give your top five supplements for COVID long haulers? Uh, thanks for all your informative videos. Thanks for watching. Um, yeah, for long haulers, again, I'll put them on an initial dose of ivermectin. And uh, But as far as the, the vitamins, of course, vitamin D, um, zinc, uh, magnesium. Uh, for the long haulers, definitely NAC, N-acetylcysteine, which we have now in our office probably have gotten some. Uh, they took it off the shelves in a lot of places because it works. Um, and uh, also high dose omega-3. So um, and I still take my C's and my B, B complex because most people with COVID long haul are just tired. So you definitely need your B complex. And a lot of times I'll add other things in there. Uh, if you have a lot of brain fog, uh, sometimes um, medicines like provigil, um, so, um, you know, I treat a lot of ADD also. So, uh, sometimes I use medicine like Adderall for it. Um, so yeah, those are, those are my top supplements. That's a lot, but, uh, if you can't smell, um, I had a guy today, he couldn't smell for nine months or you have a bad taste in your mouth. Your food tastes terrible. Use Flonase or one of the nasal steroid sprays, use zinc, um, and, omega-3s in high doses, four grams, and try to retrain your brain smell function by putting your nose in some coffee grounds or cinnamon and smelling it and associating that with what you're trying to smell. And it, it's usually going to come back. It may take a while. All right. Thank you for that, Casey. Um, uh, Jay Jenkins, um, hello, hello. Um, any recommendations for acute diverticulitis as far as supplements go? If you're already on prescription Cipro and Flagyl, thank you. Yeah, those are the two antibiotics that we use for that. And um, yeah, I'd really tone down what I ate. I'd really, it seems like when you have any kind of bowel problem, whether it's stomach or colon, small intestine, just quit eating for a little bit. You know, put the bowel at rest is my surgeon father would used to say and um drink plenty of liquids and definitely a soft eye if you're eating but uh <clears throat> as far as supplement i'd definitely take a prebiotic probiotic combo i think digest shield is what i would get on i mean you're on some heavy hitter antibiotics and you need some probiotic and prebiotic coverage here and uh i would i would take something like digest shield um, uh, and, and, and there you, may be some other stuff coming out that we'll talk about at some point. And if you want uh, Digest Shield, you can find that shieldnutra.com. Um, and I just, I love seeing this. They're from Raleigh. Uh, I love, I love Raleigh, oh, North Carolina. Oh, that's awesome. Um, there's, I was in Durham uh, a few years ago. Love Durham, that whole area. Uh, thank you for, for listening to the podcast. Um, okay, let's see here. Um Rhonda says that, uh, and I love this, eliminating wheat helps with sleep apnea. I, I actually, I believe this to be true. I, I love that. I think that's a... That's a good point. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when you sleep at night, you should have an empty stomach. You know? 
or you should not drink at night or exercise right before you go to bed. But yeah, that's a great point. Thank you for think about your gut. Think about the gut first. Thank you for that, uh, Rhonda. Um, okay. Um, Nakia, uh, Nakia, hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, have you treated any patients with COVID psychosis? Any recommendations for someone experiencing this? I have, or what you would call a psychosis, kind of a mental break. A lot, like I said, overstimulates your sympathetic nervous system, that adrenaline that gets hyped up and you almost get manic in certain cases. Um, I don't think I've had anybody really hallucinate on it, but a lot of brain fog. I mean, COVID gets in your brain for sure. The proof of that is if you can't smell, it's gotten up in your brain through your olfactory tract. So a lot of mental fogginess. And I have, a lot of times I'll put them on Luvox, that medicine, that SSRI we use for the serotonin drug for OCD. Um, but you need to be seen you know again i like ivermectin i like the high dose omega-3s it's brain food um, those are good fats for your brain they've even done some mri studies and people have had COVID a year later and their brains have shrunk i mean they're predicting there's a lot maybe a lot more um parkinson's and alzheimer's on the basis of COVID. i mean we're, we're going to face years and probably decades of health problems from this COVID pandemic. I'm convinced, and I think we'll have a pretty bad winter as far as some of the other uh, infections coming along. It's my prediction. You know, we've already seen in adults, we've seen some RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. In adults, you usually think it has been a kid, but uh, had a couple pretty ill people with, with RSV, and they called that, well, one of them who'd had COVID a little over a year ago, said that was much worse than the COVID was hmm. the RSV. I mean, it gave her pneumonia. So no doubt about it. Um, and the other one had pneumonia too. There was a guy, he definitely had pneumonia on x-ray. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd use all the supplements, probably ivermectin and, you know, you need some close follow for that. Um, and I think that just, that kind of goes to, to show the whole reason why we're, we're, we're in the middle of this stay healthy protocol series. Um, cause I think our big message right now, um, kind of knowing where we're, where we're heading is, is to, to take care of your own immune system, you know, and if you do that, um, you should be okay, you know, there, or at least give yourself a, uh, a better shot to, to not be as affected by some of these, uh, some of these nasty viruses. Um, and if you're, if you're really getting psychotic and, having hallucinations and all that kind of stuff. You probably need to go to a psychiatrist and they use some of the heavy hitter antipsychotic medications that, you know, I'm not going to feel real comfortable giving you, you know, there may be, it may bring, bring out some underlying things that in the past. So probably needs to be dealt with by a professional that treats a lot of psychosis. Mm -hmm. So, Thank you. Thank you for that question. Uh, I know a, a lot of people are, are, are thinking the same thing. Um, so, so thank you for that. Um, all right. So Pamela has a, a great question. Um, can a high level of vitamin D cause heart palpitations? Uh, she goes on to say that she's been doing the preventative protocol for vitamins. Um, she's been doing the preventative protocol of vitamins for COVID and has since developed heart palpitations. That's a little strange. I've never seen vitamin D do that. You could check your levels. The only, if you got way too much vitamin D, well over a hundred, you could maybe, if you have a history of kidney stones, precipitate that. But um, heart palpitation, you know, you, you may add some magnesium in there. Um, cut your caffeine out. Make sure your thyroid's normal. I'd probably kind of check, come in to get some blood work and check a few things on that. But I haven't heard of that causing palpitations uh really have not heard of that but you know anything can cause anything that's what i say so if you think what you may do is if you think one of your prophylactic vitamins is causing that just stop all of them for a few days and add one back at a time and uh definitely in the meantime cut your caffeine way down get your sleep look at your stress levels um that type thing 
Uh, thank you for that question, Pamela. Um, okay, let's see here. Um, uh, I, I like to add these in here. Uh, thank you for this, Misty. Uh, Dr. I need to take your side-by-side to Doe Mountain and Mountain City. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that's a good you suggestion. Take your, yeah, I do need I've I've been told that. Actually, I bought it up in near Hampton, so that's uh, they invited me to go up there. I, I need to go up there. I love Mountain City. And, you know, Misty, there's something. Did you ever see the movie Play Misty for Me by Clint Eastwood? You need to see that movie if you haven't. That is a, that's a thriller. Clint Eastwood is a disc jockey in that movie. And he, he, he actually, it's one of his darker roles, but he, I think he picks up a lady at a bar named Misty. And uh, she kind of comes back to haunt him a little bit. She said she'll call in and she say, play Misty for me. But anyway, go see that movie if you hadn't seen that. Clint Eastwood's an old-timey movie, but it's kind of a thriller. I like uh, that. Thank you. You've for... probably heard of it. I'm sure people <laughs> told you that before with your name being Misty. Uh, thank Pregnant. you for that, Misty. Um, all right. Remy asked, does quercetin have similar benefits as ivermectin or as uh, Bianca likes to say, ice cream um, is the is the code name. Ice cream. I, ice cream and... Oh, ice cream. <laughs> oh, great. Thank you, Bianca. I got Okay. You. Uh, I read that today and, and I, I was like, huh, that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool, um, little code word there. Um, so this question has similar. Yeah, it actually, yeah, great question. Um, the question does have a similar role as hydroxychloroquine, um, HCQ, not so much ivermectin, but what the, what it does is the, both the quercetin and the H, uh, HCQ hydroxychloroquine act as ionophores and that means they actually make a channel that the zinc can get down into the cell of the virus and kill it so it's actually the zinc that actually kills the virus so you got to have zinc in there um so the ice cream works a little bit different you know so um, so does that is is that only working for zinc or or other um antivirals as well or any antiviral um, it works overall for, yeah, for most, most viruses, I won't say all, but it's really good for, but does it need um, the zinc or could it I be? Even, I even put the patient that had RSV, which is a respiratory syncytial virus on a high one day dose of, um, the ivermectin seemed to help the next day. So, um, yeah. So, okay. So, excuse me. I mean, ice cream, I put it on ice cream. <laughs> Do you want to do you want to briefly go over how uh, ice cream is working, like how that works? Ice cream you... feels so it tastes so good. Uh, <laughs> it's fattening though. That's the bad thing about it, especially if you eat it at night. So um, uh, it's the ice cream works by it's it's directly killing the the virus itself. Okay. Um, it's not so much acting with zinc, but zinc you need both of them. Just don't take your ivermectin and quercetin around the same time. Yep. Yep. Uh, so the, so the, um, quercetin is acting as the, as the, the medium, uh, for which the zinc gets to the, to the cells to kill the virus. Is that yeah, right? Right. Right. Um, all right. What could we call the, so we're calling that ice cream. What could we call what I call the jab? Is there a better name for that? Cause they're coming after that too. They're finally picking up on that. People are using the word jab. So they're, they're eliminating that too. So if anybody has an idea about what to call that. Uh, do us yeah. a favor and don't comment on that, please, uh, on, the, on the jab. Uh, but but Aletta has a great question here. Uh, what is the best way for healing and cleansing the liver, uh, non-alcoholic, and also the best supplements for supporting the liver? This is a great question. Um, um, well, um, of course, if you have fatty liver, um, you know, um, which is called non-alcoholic uh, hepatostetosis, um, you know, I, of course, lose weight. Um, but, of course, I always like milk thistle uh, for both cleansing and supporting the liver. I like, um, uh, I think NAC works really good, too. And acetylcysteine works good for that. I think an infrared sauna, which I have, 
uh, works really well for that. Um, so drink a lot of water. Um, you know, of course, avoid alcohol or heavy metals, those things that can accumulate in your liver. Uh, clean eating, organic eating, avoiding sugars, cutting sugars out. Um, but anyway, I hope that helps. Milk thistle is great. You know, we have that anti-alcohol supplement in our office that actually is a pretty high dose of NAC, 1,200 milligrams, plus selenium, which is another good one, zinc, and uh, milk thistle. It's a great one. And that's something you can... Also helps hangovers. You can uh, look that up on lifeextension.com. Uh, did you say it's the anti-alcohol? Is that what it's called? If they want to search yeah. for it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you for, for that question here. Um, let's see. Rebecca. All in one. Rebecca asked, I've had the vitamin and mineral deficiency test a few years back. Would these change for a person over time? Yeah, they do. You should get it checked again. Um, even food allergy testing changes over time. Do you have, you know, a, you have a time frame? Does, let's say a few years. So every, every couple of years? You wouldn't have to do it that frequently, I wouldn't think. Maybe five years. It just depends on if you have symptoms. If you're feeling bad, you should get it checked again. If you feel great, you know, maybe not. Okay. All right. Thank you for that, Rebecca. If you're feeling just fantastic, you don't want to go looking for something that, you know, you may have to work up. Except for the routine screening things like like we do, like mammograms, prostates, PSAs, colonoscopies. Coligar, those type, those type of screening, blood work and all, but, you know, um, but yeah, they can change for sure. All right. Thank you for that, Rebecca. Let's see here. Barbara asks, um, do you have a, do you have to test positive for COVID to get the monoclonal antibodies? Also does stem cell treatment change a patient's DNA? Uh, yes, you have to test positive for the antibody test. You, you'll need proof that you had a positive test. Um, but stem cell treatment, change of patient's DNA. No, not, not to the extent that, um, you probably think, no, I don't, I don't think it does. I, I you know, I don't do stem cell treatments and, and bone marrow transplants. So that, that's, a, don't quote me on that, but I don't think it's going to, affect your DNA in, in that way. All right. Thank um, you for that, Barbara. And I just want to put up this up here because I, I love Dr. Bateman. Uh, Dr. Bateman's here. Um, hello, hello. Uh, so uh, Dr. Bateman asked, how many uh, milligrams at night for magnesium for sleep? Oh, I still love the way you pronounce it. Magnesium. Ma magnesium. But, <laughs> uh, Rick, is one of the, Rick is one of the greatest dentists around. I always, He's my go-to with natural dentistry you know yep. he really keeps up with the stuff and he's into it and he knows that your teeth are a gateway to your heart what affects your teeth affects your heart if you've got chronic gingivitis you've got an inflamed heart and risk for heart problems um i take um 500 milligrams at night you know you'll know you're taking too much magnesium when you start having diarrhea but so i take 500 and i like uh a combination that has glycinate in it, which is great for your brain. Uh, it has succinate in it. It has citrate in it and a little bit of mag oxide, uh, magnesium oxide. I think that's a, the forms that, that I take. Um, you can get a 250 uh, magnesium that has um, two forms of magnesium, citrate and oxide. that also have a little bit of uh, potassium in it. Um, and I put that on people that may tend to have nighttime leg cramps and things, but yeah, magnesium is just a great supplement. And most people just don't get enough of it. You know, we check a lot of magnesium levels in, in blood work, like the Cleveland heart panel will have that on there. Unfortunately, they don't do a, an a RBC magnesium, which is more accurate. Um, so if I'm really worried about it, I'll get an RBC magnesium level. It's just not, done routinely on that uh, Cleveland panel where we can get it extra. But I'd say 500, most people do great with Rick. And, you know, and, and I know you have a way you sleep. I hope really good. You know, so many doctors don't sleep well, especially when you get, I think Rick and I were born in the same year. So he just looks a lot younger than me. 
Dr. I think he's doing something behind my back. He's got to be doing something behind my back. You can't look that good at 66 years old. Dr. I Bateman mean, is a, is an athlete. Um, he is an athlete. We really appreciate you being here tonight. Uh, Dr. Bateman. Thanks for hanging out, man. Um, sure. Let's get a, a, a Mark question in here. Uh, Mark asks a 2012 study showed supplementation with omega-3 fatty acids, zinc, vitamin C significantly and vitamin C significantly improved pulmonary function and chronic inflammatory diseases, including asthma. Yeah. Do you think this yeah. would be effective in treating colds or possibly COVID? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you bump up the amount of those minerals and vitamins, when you have a cold, um, it works. I mean, if you, here's a couple of things you can do besides, you know, when you have just a cold, a common cold, which is a coronavirus, you pop zinc, you, you take, you can even take a vitamin C 1000 milligrams every hour until you feel better. Um, like I said, you're not going to overdose on it. We give sometimes a hundred thousand milligrams in an IV, which goes directly into your cells. Um, but, but, um, certainly popping up the D 50,000 of D a day for, uh, five days for any cold, popping your C up, taking zinc. I think that's the main ones he mentioned, but yeah, certainly. I mean, th those are, you know, Mark's always thinking ahead. But yeah. Very, very timely. Thank you for, for that, Mark. Thank you. For, and also thank you for referencing the study. Um, I, he always does that. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. He digs into it really deep. He does. Um, okay. Alice asks, um, my husband got COVID during Christmas of 2020. Our kids had cold symptoms and I had a mild digestive symptoms, but never tested positive. I tested several times within those two weeks and it always came up negative. I've also tested twice negative for antibodies when my husband tested positive for antibodies. Is it possible to have T cell immunity that is protecting from COVID? Also, do you see an end to COVID um, or do you think it will get, be, get better uh, in the spring like it did last year? That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, I think there's just some people that, um, don't get COVID, whether you have some, just your immune system so good or your blood type, I don't know, but, um, you know, I can't figure out why I haven't gotten it either. Knock on wood. And my antibodies always come up negative. I'm hoping that it would come up positive, but, um, some people, despite being around it a lot, just don't come down with it. Um, either in their blood, their nasal swabs or their throat swabs, and then their antibodies never turn positive. Um, they just have some kind of natural immunity. My guess is about 15, maybe 20% of people are that way. But, um, you know, as far as, but you could get the T cell test. We talked about that last week. I think LabCorp runs a T cell uh, antibody test that, um, it couldn't fault you for getting, um, you know, we're seeing a little bit of drop off in, in COVID right now, about a 30% drop off in the last couple weeks. Um, you know, uh, I'm hoping that we do you think that we'd start developing some herd immunity. I mean, they've given out, well, probably over a hundred thousand people have had COVID Americans. Uh, over a hundred million, excuse me, a hundred million. No. Yeah. A hundred million have had COVID and they've given out the total of 360 million shots or jabs. Um, not fully vaccinated, 300 million probably. So you'd think, I mean, I mean, maybe 200 million. So you think, there's 330 million people that live here in this country. Um, you'd think we'd start to get some herd immunity by now. Um, but yet we don't seem, we don't seem to be getting it. So I think there's going to be mutations. I, I don't see an end in the near side. I just, the way they played this thing, I just think it's a ripe for mutations and all. And I think we're going to be dealing with this for a while. I think they may end up, wanting you know to come up with something like a seasonal the flu shot uh, for the the covid you know hope not but or i hope they develop a real effective vaccine for it you know one that actually works and doesn't 
and pre actually prevents transmission of the disease. Um, so far, you know, you know, take your own opinion about that, but, uh, but yeah, I hope so. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm always fairly optimistic, but, um, you know, gosh, I thought we were really getting over it in the summer and boom, uh, it's worse than ever, despite all the efforts and all the stuff for it. So I hope so. I don't, I'm hesitant to say a whole lot else about, about it for fear of being blasted off the internet. So. Uh, D Lynn over on, on, uh, YouTube asked some supplements you recommend that will help with blood pressure, such as knack. I think I take a hundred milligrams of losartan. Do I still take this with the supplements? Yeah. Um, I like, uh, Hawthorne is a good herbal thing for blood pressure. Um, knack helps it. Um, and losartan, you know, if, if I had to take a blood pressure medicine, that would be the one I would start out with. I think that has the least side effects and a lot of positives to it. Um, and now it's generic, it's really cheap, but um, and I hardly ever see a side effect to it. Um, yeah, and I take all the other supplements like D and omegas and uh, magnesium will help lower your blood pressure as well. Um, you know, not having sleep apnea will lower your blood pressure, exercise, eating a clean diet will, uh, making sure your cortisol levels are, are lowered, not too low, but lowered, they're too high. But uh, I like Hawthorne, I like that a lot. Um, you know, I even think that um, bergamot is a really good one. Bergamot's really good for blood pressure. Um, trying to think of the others over the, off the cuff. You can probably think, uh, I think, really, I think beetroot is good. I think aged garlic is good for it. Um, I take all those. Uh, thank you for that question, D. Lynn. Um, Audrey has a great question on YouTube. I'm going for a vitamin D3 blood test to see my levels. Should I stop supplementing prior? Um, if so, for how long? I think I, I love this question. No, I mean, we know you need vitamin D. So I just take the dose you're taking and see what it is. Um, certainly right now you don't want to stop supplementing with D with all the COVID around, but um, yeah, see what it, most likely you're not up to where you want to be even on the dose you're taking. So um, go check your levels and see and if it's too high, which I very, it's very doubtful. And you can cut back on it, but most likely you're going to be popping it up. And when they say 30 to 100 nanograms per deciliter is normal, that's not normal. 30 is too low. You want 60, 80, maybe 90 in there somewhere. All um, right. Thank you for that, Audrey. Um, and I'm just going to put this up here. Uh, Keto Bandito, thank you for, for hanging out again, man. Um, cinnamon will also lower blood pressure. I, I think I love that. I love cinnamon. It also will help your blood sugars too. So cinnamon is awesome. I love it. It really is. It really is. Thank you for, uh, for hanging out and being here at Keto Bandito. Um, okay. Uh, Motaz is here and he's got a question. Um, thoughts on soy consumption for males. I don't like it, uh, professor, because, uh, it has a tendency to be estrogenic. It can promote estrogen. So, but, you know, you can get some pure forms of soy. It seems like the, the type we have in the United States is not pure. It, it, it's just too estrogenic, meaning it, especially for males, it puts too much estrogen in your system. Um, but some forms of it, I think like miso uh, may be okay. And certainly in other countries, it doesn't seem to, to bother them. I think they're just more pure. Um, but now I'm not big on soy consumption. You know, I don't like it when the, when some of the, the supplements, like, I forget that it was a multi-level marketing supplement that I didn't like because it was soy-based protein. So I didn't, I don't know if it's isogenics or, or what, but I'm not big on soy, especially in men. Okay. Uh, All right. Thank you for that, Motaz. Thank you for hanging thank out. You, um, okay. Allison asks, uh, nerve damage from COVID, uh, what helps? Have you seen this? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, gosh, you certainly get Bell's palsy. You can get uh, peripheral neuropathies from it, um, brain damage from it. 
Um, but yeah, I like the, the three I like, and I did a little thing on neuropathies a few weeks ago, but certainly I like vitamin B1, B6, and B12. Um, and please get the methylated forms of, uh, B12 and, and folate too. check your folate levels get the methylated forms of folate, which is vitamin B9. Um, so that's the main things that, help. I mean, you know, those are natural things that help. B1, which is thiamine, we give it to, to alcoholics in the ER all the time for brain damage, Wernicke's encephalopathy. Um, uh, so thiamine really can turn around pretty quick. And we use the form biophotamine. That's the type I've mm -hmm. ordered a bunch of it for our office because that gets in much better than just plain thiamine. Um, so we've got that in the office right now. Um, it's just more bioavailable in that form. So B6, but you can't take too much B6. You can overdose on B6 and it can make their neuropathy worse. And B12, methylated B12, you can't overdose on that. And then if it's, you know, if that's not working, you can certainly go the medicine route and use something like gabapentin or Lyrica, and that may help. Um, and certainly look at your sugars, what you're eating, what your gut's doing. But uh, yeah, you can get nerve damage from COVID. Um, thank you for um, putting that in there, uh, Allison. I appreciate that. I, uh, Heather's in the building uh, from Georgia, nurse practitioner. Uh, she had a comment about the osteoporosis question. Uh, so if you're uh, if you're watching and you ask the osteoporosis question, um, I wanted to put this up here for you. Uh, Heather yep. says, "Be mindful of." Uh, and you might have to pronounce that, Doc. <laughs> Bi bisphos Bisphosphonate related osteonecrosis. Yeah, that's when it just eats your jaw up. Um, I've actually seen this once, but yeah, that's I didn't mention it, but that's another good reason not to take one of those. You know, there's better forms out there, but great, uh, great comment on that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. Heather. Terrible thing. When that happens, it's awful. You know, it's rare, but it's awful. Just like there can be some side effects from. Um, there's going to be some weird side effects from a lot of medications like SGLT uh, inhibitors for what used for diabetes can cause a weird thing called Fournier's gangrene, which you don't really know want, want to know what that is, but I've seen a case of it. It's awful. But uh, so, yeah, great. Which reminded me of that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank uh, you for that, Heather. Great comment. Um, coal miner's daughter asks, um, I can't find a way to take magnesium without the stomach side effects. Um, it's been re recommended to me for migraine. Got any suggestions for, uh, for her? Yeah. I mean, uh, I wish you could take a lower dose of the magnesium, but if you can't get, the, you may try just a pure magnesium glycinate. Just look at the forms of magnesium. You're probably taking a citrate, which is upsetting the bowels. But just check out the different forms of it. Uh, there's also magnesium malate, succinate. There, there's several different oxinate. Um, look at the form and try to get one that you can tolerate. But if you, it also helps migraines. Think about progesterone uh, with migraines too. It seems to help a lot. Um, and certainly look at your diet for migraines. And uh, there's some cool new migraine medicines out there. But uh, so look at your hormones, especially if they're hormonal migraines and uh, try to get that worked up and maybe try to take some form of magnesium if you can. Um, okay. We're going to take one more question guys, and then we're going to uh, wrap up the show. If I, if I did not get to your question tonight, um, email me or we're going to go through these tonight and the ones we didn't get to, we'll make sure to get to next week. Um, Aura asked, been taking 7,000 units of vitamin D3 from life extension daily uh, a couple years now. Also spend plenty of time outside. Level is 91. Should I continue with that amount? Perfect. Yeah, that's what I'll love it at 91. Perfect. Cool. Perfect. 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 Keep doing what you're, you're doing and get out in the sun. Just don't get burned. I mean, you need sunshine. You just don't need to get burned. And re uh, real quick, let's get, uh, let's get a, the soy follow up here. Is it soy okay if it's non, uh, non GMO? GMO. Yeah, John, non-GMO, maybe, yeah, okay. especially for women. If it's in men, just check your estradiol levels and make sure you're not aromatizing. And uh, 
you know, I think that's fine. You may even complement it with some cruciferous vegetables that seem to be, at least take your estrogen down a little safer pathway. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, great, great question. Probably okay. Guys, that is going to do it uh, for tonight's show. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, oh, oh, there we go. Uh, Mark has a, a bunch of different ideas. Um, so This we... is cracking me up. I love this. <laughs> Pickled, tweaked, rigged, protein shake, snipped or sniped, juiced. Uh, I miss freedom of speech. I know. You think we'll ever get that back, Mark? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Mark, thank you for that. Uh, guys, take, take those, um, take those, uh, uh, alternative, um, uses, um, with you, uh, if, if you like, uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out. Um, we do this every single Tuesday live Q and a with Dr. Rogers. Uh, this is a part of the outside the box podcast. Uh, uh, also our YouTube channel performance medicine. Um, if you have not subscribed there, please do, um, subscribe to that channel. We've got, yeah. Uh, videos on most all the, the topics that we talked about tonight if you want to do a deep dive. Um, one other quick thing, if you guys, if you have suggestions for topics you want us to go more deep into, uh, you know, potential Common Sense MD episodes uh, or just, you know, articles, uh, anything like that, we're super open to that. We're always looking for things that we can uh, do a little more uh, deep dives on. So uh, put those in the comments. Um, and if you want to be on our email list, Performance Weekly goes out every single Tuesday. Uh, shoot me an email and just put in the, in the subject line email list or newsletter. Uh, that'll catch my eye and I'll add you to that. Uh, so guys, I appreciate y'all hanging out. Dr. Rogers, thanks for the time, man. I hope you get the, the walk thanks, in tonight. Man. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going on a, a uh, an eight-mile walk here in a few minutes. Uh, Ernie... <laughs> My friend Ernie went on a 31-mile walk Sunday. No way. It took him eight hours, but he, he walked 31 miles. He was trying to do a 50K walk. So Straight? So it took him eight hours, but he took bathroom and uh, water breaks. But, yeah, he walked for 31 miles. So at least I can crank out eight tonight if I can't do that. <laughs> you know, it's a beautiful night. So I hope to do it. Uh, guys, hey, It's been fun tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Look at Ben's Outside the Box. Uh uh, videos are fantastic. Misty, great podcast. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for listening. Misty, uh, D Lynn, thank you for, uh, for, uh, opening up the email and checking out performance weekly. We appreciate you, uh, guys. Thanks so much. We appreciate y'all hanging out. We love you. Uh, we'll be back next week, Tuesday, uh, around seven o'clock. Dr. Rogers will be, uh, out of, out of town, I believe, but we're going to, we're going to get him on the show. So we're going to, we'll figure out the time. If it's not seven, uh, we'll, um, we'll let everybody know. Uh, I've got to do some on my vacation. I'll be at the beach, Ben. <laughs> he's going to be doing this. The beach? He's going to be doing this from the beach. So, uh, he'll be in rare form. I hope all of you guys can, can join, uh, and hang out. We'll with only us. take three days off a year. You know that, don't you? <laughs> all right, guys, Dr. Rogers. Thanks so much. I'll see y'all okay. in a bit, uh, to everyone out there listening. Thank y'all for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday. Uh, we'll see you then. Thanks, Ben. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.